Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Grumpy Old Reds episode number seven. Hope you guys are doing well. This is a Nottingham Forest podcast for the fans, by the fans. In today's episode, we're going to have a quick look back over the Manchester United game as Forest failed to score a goal and ended up 3-0 losers in the Mickey Mouse Cup, which is what we are referring it to it now, as we don't care about it because it's all about the Premier League. We'll be talking about transfers coming in, rumours to transfer links for Nottingham Forest, and we'll be talking about a few of the players and what we think of them so far. So as always, sit back, get ready, and make sure you've hit that five-star review on the podcast. And let's bring in the guys. We've got the usual grumpy old Reds with us. We've got Ez and we've got Ant, but we have an additional, an additional grumpy Red. Dino, how are you boys? All doing well? Yeah, good. I'm well. Yeah, well, all right. Okay, shame you lot can't see Ant as he's drinking his what is that? Ant coffee or tea? What you got there? Tea, tea. Uh, not Pepsi Max for once. Yeah, okay. All right, let's jump when into it. When the party starts, yeah. All right, let's start with a quick review of the game yesterday. Dino, I'm coming to you first because I know you're the loyalist red here. And uh, you were there minute by minute with me watching everything and didn't fall asleep, unlike some other people. <laughs> but um, I want to start by talking about the first half and how we played. I was I was impressed with a lot of what I saw and disappointed with a few of the things in terms of the goals, in terms of certain performances. Do you think 2-0 at halftime was a fair reflection of the scoreline? I thought that most of the first half... Look like men against boys to me. I think I sent you that on the text chat just to say yeah. just, we're just being outclassed here for large periods. And they were doing these little very simple triangles like Man City do. And we didn't seem to have a, a great deal of shape in the first half. And I don't know whether it's kind of Scarper in a kind of freeish role and Danilo was kind of CDM, but he was bombing forward. Um, Froyler was supposed to be more forward, but ended up 
in the second half going back. So I think the shape was a bit odd, and I think just Man United played round us. Uh, and I think they really destroyed us down the, the wings, you know, because we had no real wide men up front, did we, wide midfielders to track back. Mm. And obviously we've got Aurier, or as my missus calls him, Oreo. Um, we had Oreo not tracking back. He's a bit lazy at coming back, isn't he? Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know, 2-0. It was a bit harsh, maybe. But, you know, we, we deserve to be down, definitely. I, I don't know, mate. I feel... <sighs> I feel we played really well. I d- we had we in, did have a pocket, yeah we did have a phase, didn't we? Where we got back in pockets, into it. but and you want to jump in on that? Ant? No, I was just pointing to Nottingham now and then's uh, barbecue idea that we've already discussed. So yes, so we are, we are, those we of you who are listening and can't see what Ant's talking about, <laughs> Nottingham now and then, as mentioned, we'll be having a summer barbecue with the Forest family. So yeah, that will be happening. But let's jump back to the game because you got nothing to say about the game, man, have you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I have, I have, I have, I have. I've Go on, then. Go on. Done, thoroughly done my research, as I am, as I do, sorry. Um, I thought that Danilo, Danilo looked great. That pass he, he played, that goal was fantastic, by the way, that we scored that was, was you know, ruled out. I mean, it was correctly ruled out, but it was a fantastic, incisive move. It looked really good. And Danilo started that, NGWO, bang, out to, yeah, really good goal. A real pity. The first goal was a disgrace. And I'm not blaming Hennessy. I don't think Hennessy stood a chance with that. I think really? Near post? Absolutely no chance whatsoever. No way. He was all, I agree with you. Um, he was all the way through. He had the entire both sides of the goal. <laughs> Hennessy had no clue which way he was going to shoot. You cannot blame the goal for that. Absolutely not. Yes, However, I can. You can't stop me. No, I can't. No, but you can be wrong. That's, that's fine. It's not a problem. But the defending was absolutely shocking. Because you know what? Rashford is a quick player, but he wasn't running at full pelt. He was just dancing through. And the way that Worrell and who was the other one? Froehler. Worrell and Froehler between them just let him go. I mean, at the end of the day, you bring him down if you can't tackle him properly, but you don't just let him waltz through, all the way through from the halfway line. As I say, not at rapid pace, just casually gambling along. And going past two defenders, poor old, I say poor old, Joe Worrell was inside out, didn't know what he was doing. That was a shocking, shocking goal. Should never have happened. Second goal. Before you get on to the second goal, let's just assess this first one. Because Aurier was on the wrong side of the pitch for a start, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Is that becoming a worry to you? Because Freuler was trying to cover his position. Mm. And it just didn't see, Freud didn't seem to have the pace to keep up. And then they ended up sandwiching Rashford. Someone put a goddamn foot in, you know? Insane. But Aurier, uh, Bring him down. Bring yeah. him down, yeah. Do you, do you hold Aurier responsible at all with of course, that? Of course he's responsible. That's his area of the pitch. He's responsible for it. If it's not there, then it's his fault. I agree. Mm. That was his strongest area down that side all, all the game. Yeah. So and we I think, uh, you know, Aurier, I think, I don't know what's happened with him in the last few weeks. But he was solid before, wasn't mm. he? Yeah. And he absolutely. did venture forward. Now, I don't know whether he wants to be a winger, but he just seems to just push forward. And he doesn't... I mean, I saw one where one of the Forest players was having a go at him for not getting back. And he was right, really like, yeah, fuck it off. Yeah. And it, it's like, well, mate, it's your, it's your man. Yeah. 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 Ez, do you, do you also think Hennessy wasn't to blame for that goal? I wouldn't put full blame on Hennessy, but... I think if if Hendo was in there, he would have made a better. I'm not. I think Hendo would have saved it personally. I agree. 
I think Hando would have saved it. That's all I can say on that one, really. Um, I don't know. It's just literally my thoughts on it. But one thing you don't do, you don't show, you don't show Rashford inside on mm. his right foot. You keep him outside. Bring him down if you have to. If you had the opportunity to do so. But what shouldn't be happening is against a pacey winger like that. You shouldn't be leaving your your centre back exposed like that. No way. So Aurier is at fault for that, and he's done again. Again, we saw it against Bournemouth as well. Their their threat was down that side, and they were doubling up on uh, doubling up on Worrell, and they were getting through. That first half was shocking that they didn't score two or three goals against this Bournemouth. I'm talking about. So yeah, yeah. If you know that's if you know that's their strength and that's your weakness, and you got to kind of double up. You you first five minutes to concede. That's what killed the game yesterday. Scoring that early on. But I've never seen a, a, heard the city ground so flat. As much as I heard of that of that um, match, it was the first time I've heard him so flat. You, and that five minutes in, that's what it did. As were you not surprised? As James is saying here, stop Rashford, stop the threat. That Aurier wasn't under instructions to play as a right back for the whole match. Exactly. Just that. lock him out, yeah, and then maybe we could, you know, commit Loddy on the other mm. side because. Mm. Um, you know that ballerina, what's his face, Anthony isn't as good and or in as good a form. Mm. But do you think the instruction was given and it was just ignored by Aurier, or do you I think? think so. Yeah, I think so. I think Ant kind of touched on it, or Dino touched on it. But his reaction uh, wasn't good because uh, end of the day, you that is their threat. So you you le- leaving yourself, you leaving Warrell exposed, Warrell and Froyler down that side. If it's not Warrell and Froyler, it's, uh, it's usually Warrell and Yates. And uh, again, lack of pace. We get yeah. caught out all the time because if if Warrell's having to come across to cover Aurier, then it's uh, Yates or Froyler that steps into that into that spot, don't they? They're the ones that step into that spot, mm. and if that's not happening. Uh, quick enough and we're exposed but I, I, I thought it was really poor plan and it's either, I don't think that would have been Cooper's game plan so I think he's not followed the rules I don't think he's stuck to the game plan that's two games now mm. where even in the previous game previous to Man United they were to- told we're, we're going to target Aurier mm. remember yeah, Steve, sorry right sorry. and and they did and look at look who's backing him up it's Warrell who's probably at the minute our weakest player defence mm. Mm. So every team watching the last two games of Forest, they're just going to say, "Let's just bomb it, double down that left hand side." Hundred percent, yeah. Unless we is there a ch- is there a chance Worrell could be dropped? I mean, and do you think he's a mainstay in the team? I know he's been dropped earlier in the season, but he, he worries me. I've always said all season he worries me. He's always got a mistake in him, and in the first second of the match, it worried me off the bat because he had that horrific touch where he nearly let them in. He ne- I can't remember who got in behind him. It was uh, Fernandez, wasn't it? And it just you just thought, okay, maybe he's getting his one mistake out the way early and we haven't suffered. But he can't deal with pace. Anyone who comes at him and zigzags and cuts in and out, turns his head. And I just, it worries me. And Wolverine, I don't know how you feel about the, the turn as backs well. right now. He's slow on the turn. He reminds yeah. me now of Maguire on the turn, as well as his lack of pace. Yeah, well, Steve Cooper after the match said certain players didn't adhere to the plan. And I think that Aurier was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, Steve Cooper's not stupid. He, know, he knows Joe Worrell's not good enough. 
he knows. And I, I don't think he's a, a fixture by any stretch of the imagination. I think as soon as we get somebody that's better, like if Nia Carte and Bolly come back, I think that they'll take over without a second thought. I, I don't know. I, I'm not convinced because there's no links to centre-backs in this window. No, I, said, I said it when Nia Carte and Bolly yeah, come back. Yeah, Bolly will come back in. I think Bolly will ultimately replace Warrell when Nia Carte's fit and they're and both Nier, fit. And Nia Carte will replace McKenna. I think mm. that's that's what it's going to yeah. be. Well, Holgate it, was the last centre-back, wasn't he? Yeah, Holgate, last chap from yeah. Atletico. Um, mm. I've gone blank on his name. Hermoso, Hermoso. That's it, yeah. Mm. I, that, I was, just, that was before Holgate and Holgate's gone all quiet. Yeah, yeah. It, it's worrying for me. I mean, if Bolly, if you lot think Bolly is the answer, Bolly was on the bench yesterday. Why wasn't he playing? Not fit. fit. Yeah, he played. He started the game before. Yeah, yeah he came off, didn't he? He did come off. Yeah. What? So we're now putting injured players onto the bench. I don't know. No, come oh, on. I'm seriously worried. You're, you're about looking, you're looking for things that aren't there. It's, I'm just. I'm, look, I'm looking for a solution. You think, you think you think a player's fit? You play him, and then you realise, oh, he's not. He's not fit enough to last ninety minutes. So in the next game, I'm not going to start him. That's how it works. Yeah, fair enough. I just, I'm still not convinced that our sense backs are good enough. And I, I'm not, my I'm big not worry, saying, I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying that when those two are available, I believe that they will be the first choice centre backs if we don't bring anybody else in. That's what I'm saying. But I think you we can, all agree that we do need to bring somebody else in. Absolutely, I mean, we all agreed on that. But sense backs still. I said you asked us asked this question before the transfer window started, and I still said, and you gave me the choice over uh, a centre forward or a centre back, and I said centre back. The I, thought well. we, I thought our weakness was not holding on to leads, uh, massive capitulations in games. Our main issue wasn't scoring goals. Our main issue was keeping it out. Um, and that's, that still hasn't been addressed. So I'm still saying that's our number one priority. And I won't be surprised if it, in this last few days that it does heat up and we see some real solid um, links to centre-backs because surely Cooper sees it. Yeah, surely but what worries to... me as is that all, all the people that I see is linked to on the high press, mm. midfielders, yeah. yeah, midfielders, wingers, yeah, CDMs, you know, hardly any defenders of any quality anyway, mm. in my opinion. I'm just holding out hope that there is one that we've got up this. It doesn't mean we're not going to bring somebody you know, out of the bag at the last minute, does no, it? But that's I mean, not the point, Ant. The point is, it's not being treated as something that is high priority. We don't know that. Listen, of course we trans- do. No, no, we don't. Transfers are very, very complicated. They're not as yeah. easy as people think. Uh, and I don't agree. You, try, you always try. You always try to do your business on the quiet so all the teams aren't alerted. So there may be maybe things in, in the works that we just don't know about. So just be patient. Yeah, wait, wait, can wait, I just wait. back that up, pan, please? So yeah. it's Ange- Angelo Gabriel from Santos, this 18-year-old Brazilian that yeah. is a right winger that popped up on my feeds today for the high press. We've already had a £15 million bid rejected for him, or €15 million. Euro, mm. And... And I didn't even, I don't think many people heard about that because I yeah. certainly didn't hear of that. That, was, that one was out of the blue. So I agree. But I think it depends on the agent and if they've got an agent yeah. that's punting yeah. it around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's where I think a lot of our players have. They've got agents that then say, oh, Forrester interested. 
and, and everybody uh, else joins the party just to get obviously a big also depends depends on the profile of a player involved. You know, they want to be touted to as many clubs as possible. So the bigger the name, the more you're going to hear about it. But I'm sure there's some hidden gems out there. We've, we've already unearthed a few this season. Um, I, I'm holding out hope that there is something in in the pipeline because he has to see it as a priority. I'm just well, yeah, I agree. I'm well, just pro- shocked right. it hasn't happened already. Sorry, go on, Ant. Go ahead. I was going to say, <laughs> you're going to laugh at this. Prime example is uh, Arsenal. They've just oh, recently, God, really? <laughs> they just recently signed a centre-back for 20 million. Nobody knew anything about it. Mm. It was like, nobody knew. Next thing, they signed him. And he's, he's, a, he's a Croatian international, so he's quite a high-profile player, but nobody mm. knew about it. So it can happen. Let's hope. Anyway. Yeah, but Let's it happened more so than not, right? Agents, at the very least, will try and make it public because they want to have a bit of a war on their player and a bidding Agreed. war as it pushes up. Mm. It's very rare that not, not players, just agents, no clubs as well, will often put out little leaks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but I'm I'm saying it's in no one's interest to keep something a secret apart mm. from the club buying it. You know, so the more hype that surrounds it, the more people they get interested into it. So I'm, I'm just, I haven't seen anything outside of what Dino said with um, Holgate as the latest one, which I don't think is good enough. The only other one is our old boy Lascelles as well, coming back from Newcastle, mm-hmm. and that yeah. worries me. That I profile of player worries me. I think we have to have this conversation once the window's shut, don't we? Then we, then we know. If we've not got somebody in by then, then we can go to town. But at the moment, it's a little bit premature. About yeah, Lacroix, Wolverine. Lacroix. Lacroix, is it? What about Lacroix? You've not Lacroix. spoken about him for Lacroix. at least four hours. Don't encourage him, Gino. Don't encourage him. He's one of the best. He's, he's one of the best talents around there as a centre back. I've heard this kid called Bardé. He's supposed to be quite good. <laughs> oh, God. He's starting for Sevilla. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, he's he's playing. He's bloody putting it up on Twitter, post on there. He's in the match and everything. He's been involved in three out of their last four games already, and it's just like okay. You know what? Peter's not far off. You know, we would need three centre backs. We could, couldn't we? We could. Now, can we? I know we're going off on a tangent, but yeah. I'm going to ask the question sure. anyway. When Niakate comes back, and he should be breaking news for you back next week into full training. Mm. Don't know when we'll see him. Probably won't be until at least, you know, a game or two in February. Are any of you worried that Cooper's going to switch back to a back three with him? No, no not no. not 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 in the slightest. Not in the slightest. Not no. now. Not now, no. I don't think so. Are you think sure? Because he was, bought, he was bought as a back three in mind. Mm. And played in a back three, um, mm. it means. I'm and Loddy just... was bought as a wing back in mind. True. Even though he's never been a wing back. Chris Wood was bought as a striker in mind. Look at that. And <laughs> <laughs> what only brought as an ST as well and playing out on the left, you know. It does it does worry me a little. But okay, we've completely diverted from the game. So we've got through the first goal. <laughs> Clearly defensively was poor. The second goal was just as shocking, really, wasn't it? Mm. I mean, again, Worrell was having a bit of a rugby match or something in the middle. Um, you know, Veghorst, the slow coach that he is, is the first to react. McKenna was asleep. Um, at McKenna that was stage. asleep, yeah. That, that, yeah. Goal, that goal is entirely Hennessy's fault. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's no yeah. way. I, well, I don't, not entirely. I, I, I think that's strong. 
I honestly, well, it is because any decent goalkeeper would have parried that away, not straight out to a striker. Any decent goalkeeper. I fully agree with that. Worst example I've seen of that for a long, long time. Mm. And even, even you know, a League Two goalkeeper would push it out, you know, wide, not straight back out again. Yeah, you that soften it, don't you? That kind of shot, you soften it and just tip it round, don't you? You don't push it straight back out at that speed. And I mean, that's one I can confidently say. If that had been Hendo, that ball would have been in, out for a throw-in or something. Mm. You know, there's no way you would have pushed that straight into the uh, the attacker. That that was Hennessy's fault. But I don't think you can sit there and, and say that it's solely his fault. No, I, the reason I say sorry, Wolverine, but the reason I say that is because it might it wasn't his fault that the shot was taken. It wasn't his fault that it wasn't well defended. But ultimately, it was his fault that he he pushed it out. It's like I, I it, fully agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So ultimately, it's his fault. He, that's what his job is to stop that kind of thing, and he didn't do it. So that's what I mean. It's ultimately his fault, no matter what happened before. Mm. You know, it's like if it, it's like if it rolls under a goalkeeper's body or something. It's his fault, even if the defence was rubbish. Okay, so what about the build-up though? Because again, they just got through too easily. Yeah, they did. Yeah, you know, yeah. Casemiro brushed uh, Morgan Gibbs White off like he wasn't there. Uh, Gibbs White didn't react quick enough for my liking, and then he wasn't covered. So he, he's literally just danced. He's at no pace. He's he's got. Um, into our final third and just squared square the ball to Anthony, who shot, you know. Which, Anthony's shot, yeah. yeah. It was Anthony's shot, obviously, on on the, on the half volley that uh, caused all the trouble. But Not a great shot. Not a great shot, but once Gibbs White's lost his man or been brushed off, then somebody's got to come out to him. Somebody's got to come out to Casemiro a lot quicker than that. And uh, there were a few midfielders and defenders in there that should have done a little bit better. Again, it's just too easy. It was just way too easy because what we've skipped over is we had a little bit of a brief period of good play between... Yeah, I want to come to that. I want to get rid of all mm. the ugly stuff first. And then I want to talk about the real that, good stuff. Yeah. So it was against the run of play. It was against yeah. run of play at the time. And mm. it yeah. Was, and, and that was the signal, wasn't it? And, and the worst possible time. time as well. Yeah. yeah, worst possible time. Absolutely. Yeah, let's just talk about the third goal. And then I want to talk about some some stuff that, that I, I found in Korea. I, I actually overall, as stupid or as shocking as it may sound, I wasn't too disappointed with the game. I was more disappointed with the mistakes. Um, the third goal for me is all Hennessy and well and Nico Williams as well. I don't know what he was doing trying to juggle freestyle football on the he floor. Did well no. He did well initially. He did really well. He did well initially. Listen, uh, listen. He, he did do brilliantly actually initially, but he was in the situation where it was, he was on the floor and he wasn't mm. like doing keep up. He was trying to get the leverage to get it away and he just mm. couldn't do it. Mm. Okay, so it, that's Hennessy's fault. It is, isn't it? It it was similar to the second goal we conceded against them at Old Trafford. But that one was worse because the shot was weaker. But in terms of the positioning of it, it wasn't like it was in the corner of the net. You know, as um, I think someone just mentioned here, Simon says that he he was probably better off sticking a foot out rather than going down. He cannot go low, can he? He goes down in stages, doesn't he? It's so Mm. slow. Um, Yeah. On a stair lift. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's quick, mate. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think to be honest, I don't think we need to spend too long on Hennessy because we know. We know he's too old, he's too slow, he can't get down, 
is not good enough. I don't yeah. think we need to, you know, sort of just kick yeah. over it again. Yeah, we don't need to. We don't need to knock a man while he's down. I get it, no. but just obviously we've just get... been a bit analytical. Or while he's getting down. <laughs> <laughs> Probably needs our help getting down, mate. <laughs> Come on, old fella. <laughs> and then help him back up. But he's but not. I... He's not a backup goalkeeper for a Premier League team. No, you can not. get away with him in the Championship, but not in the Premier League. Yeah, I hold my hands up to that one because I thought he would be, but we. I think we all thought he would yeah. be. I think if there's not one of us who on who on air said when we heard about him like, that he wouldn't be an ideal backup. He was go- challenging for a World Cup place. He, he seemed to be. He did had a decent season last season, um, and we thought, yeah, as a backup, because Hendo was always going to be number one. The worst thing possible has happened to Hendo, and that's what's put us in this little mess at the moment. But mm-hmm. we've got to get a goalkeeper in, even if it's uh, on a loan loan basis, because um, I'd love, I'd love, I'd love. Horvath back. But is he a Premier League quality goalkeeper? How well is he doing at Luton? Is he playing week in, week out? I don't know. I think he does, but I, you know, I'm not going to lie and say I watched him. He got criticised, <laughs> yes. criticised didn't he, by his manager the other day? Yeah, uh, he's week. not been yeah, great at Luton. Okay, fair enough then. I don't want I to. I think we've got to look, listen, we've got to look at if we If we've got ambitions to beat teams like United on a regular basis, we've got we've got to kind of look a bit higher than that. You know, if we. Yeah. If we if we're getting players like Scarper and Danilo and yeah, Ward, yeah. <laughs> then <laughs> oh, forget that last one I said that. We're getting like Scarper and Danilo and getting really class players now in spaces. We've got to aim higher. Yeah. I agree. And that includes the goalkeeper and the centre backs. Well, and I'll, the striker. I still don't think we've got the answer with the striker. No. We're better off with uh, one year back when he's fit. But, yeah. But I've said before, you know, backup goalkeeper is probably the most difficult position to fill because nobody with any quality wants to be a backup goalkeeper because mm. chances are you won't literally won't get a game all season. I feel mm. a bit sorry for Jordan yeah. Smith, don't you? <laughs> if no, he's no, no, I don't. No, no, he's living his dream. I had his job. He's living his dream. He's been at the club he is, 20 years. wages for doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He sat on yeah. on the Premier League. Well, he's not got on a bench yet, but he's he's always out with a, with a team, isn't he? Um, and he's done, yeah. he's just had, he's just got a plaque for twenty years service. He's, he did he did what he needed to do, and he's got his uh, little badge in uh, not in a. He got a plaque for what? Twenty years. Uh, tw- twenty years of service for the club. He's been service. at the club for twenty right. years. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's like we get a pen at work, you know, and he got a plaque. He's living off the one save, isn't he? The Ipswich he is, save. But it was yeah. so imperative that that save it in, was at huge. that time in the game because that, we were. It was goal goal difference that kept us up that season. Don't forget, you yeah. know, ultimately, um, and it was Bentner's two goals that he scored, and we stayed up by two goals. Know. It was Lord Bentner, mate. He should have got the Ballon d'Or for that season alone. <laughs> Ballon d'Or. <laughs> Lord Bentner, God, what an idiot. <laughs> God. Okay, um, just let's finish up on the goalkeeper talk. Mm-hmm. The two, well, there's three main links at the moment. I'm just going to go around the houses. Just tell me which one you want. We've got Livakovic, the Croatian. We've got Navas, Kalor Navas from PSG. And the other one that's been loosely linked is uh, our old boy Darlo. Darlo, yeah. Uh, and I want to know what the chat think of those three. Who would you pick? Uh, Dino, I'm going to start with you. Out of those three, who's your who's your top choice? Licky Licky, obviously, because yeah. there's two things here. Licky Licky, then we, we, it's going to be brilliant. Licky Licky Ward, I mean, it's just, we're just made in heaven. And Ant came up with that name inadvertently. Uh, it's Licky Vicky. It's Licky Vicky, 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 V
has to be number one for me. He's the right age. He seems a good profile. He's had a good World Cup. Um, I think Navas is... I, I don't really see the point in... I know Simon um, Simon is a, is a fan of him, but I don't know. He's, he's probably not looked that good from what I've heard in recent games. But do you understand um, Simon's point, Dino? What Sai is saying is that he doesn't want two number ones battling out. He wants a defined number one and yeah. then a backup goalkeeper. Okay. Let me I remind you. Saying, but is Navas going to want to move to be backup, you know? No, but let me remind you that Henderson is not our player. Mm. We mm. act as though he is our player. He's still mm. got, he's still contracted for a, another season after this one yeah. in Manchester United. And, you know, we've not made any moves for him so far before he got injured. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I would just take Licky, uh, Sticky Vicky, to be honest. Licky Vicky. Yeah, okay. Let me ask the other two. Um, Ez, who are you taking? I am taking Navas. Because I think the Navas really? deal would... Yeah, I think the Navas deal is a loan deal. I still want Dean Henderson full ter- uh, long term. And I think uh, what that will allow is for us to still go for D- Dino in the summer. Um, don't know the extent of his injury, but... Getting Leverkovic in, for me, means that we're not going for Dino. And for what he's done so far, I am being sentimental, but I'm, I've, I I love Dino. I'd love him to be our... Thank you. I love you too. Next. <laughs> yeah, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Uh, Hendo, I love Hendo. And I hope he's our goalkeeper for the you know, next four or five years. So if we can get him in, that would be the ultimate goal for me. But... I'm being. Uh, I'm. I'm hoping that Navas is enough to keep us up because that's the main thing. That's the most important thing. I can't be really looking forward to who we're signing in the summer and this if we don't stay up because that's. But who, who's your starter? Who's your starter? Let's say Hendo's fit and Navas is fit. If Hendo's fit, Hendo's a starter, and Navas is going to have to. Sit that's where I bed. think. That's where I think it doesn't work. With yeah, the but isn't he just? A, isn't it a loan deal anyway for Navas? It's not. A yeah, potentially deal. a loan deal. Yeah. Um, just but on he, that though, Dino, um, size saying if you get uh, Leverkovic, say goodbye to Hendo. Is that an issue not for our you? Player, how do we know that United's going to sell him to us? We don't do. We? We've got no. He's not our player. Mm. So you're saying bird in the hand kind of thing. You've got to be clinical in this game. Mm. Mm. Players are when they're kissing the badge and then they move on. Yeah, and. Out of those three, who do you want? Right. <clears throat> First of all, I want my team to be a Premier League team. Okay. I believe that we have every chance of getting Dean Henderson. Um, he certainly is not going back to Manchester United. If you look at the the teams in the like, top six, top ten, none of them are looking for goalkeepers. Ex- no, I don't think any of them are looking for goalkeepers. So, Spurs? Yeah, maybe Spurs. I'll give you that one. Yeah, maybe Spurs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, although, to be fair, they'll probably just keep that idiot in goal for another two years. You know what Spurs mm-hmm. are like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that Endo would want be happy to come here. I can only go on what I see. Uh, yeah, so I think we've got every chance of getting Endo, and he would be my number one. Okay, now then, Navas, no, not for me. Too old. I've seen him play the last. Well, for as long as I can remember, actually, he's been shite. Okay. Mm. Um, and his wages are about what 300 grand a week, yeah. It's crazy high, yeah. Mm. Not for me, not for me. I don't want 
part-time goal, goal. No, not for me. Now, with Licky Vicky, I don't, I don't know much about Licky Vicky. I only go on what I've been told, and I've been told he's an excellent goalkeeper. Now, we're a Premier League club. We bring Licky Vicky in. 10 million is nothing to us, right? Bear that in mind. It's nothing to yeah. us. Bring Licky Vicky in. If Licky Vicky plays well enough and he's better than Endo, then you shove Endo out. It's simple. We're a Premier League yeah. club. We have the best for our club. And if the best is Licky Vicky, we have Licky Vicky. If the best is Endo, we have Endo. That's my feeling. So for me, if you can get Licky Vicky, go out and get him. Go out and get him. And uh, let them fight it out and see what happens. Because, you know, I understand what Ez is saying. I understand what Dean is saying. I understand what people are saying. That if he comes, then it means Endo won't stay. But if he's better than Endo, I don't want Endo to stay. So I don't see what the problem is. Mm. It's a competition. That's how yeah. football works. Well, like I said, I was being sentimental when I said yeah. what I said. But, no, uh, fair enough. I, I, feel, uh, I feel it, mate. If it is a long, but if it's a longer term injury for Hendo, then he, he gets sent back. Surely he has to go. But he's yeah. like like Dino said, he's not our player. He's he's ultimately their player and their responsibility. And uh, I say it's the worst thing that could have happened for him and for and for us really as well. Because I think if there wasn't any issue with his uh, injuries and. Um, there's no doubt that we'd be going in for him at the end of the season. But again, there's no guarantee that Manu would sell him to us, even if they do sell him. I there's think no guarantee would, yeah. of that. But I would, at the same time, to just to, sorry, to um, okay. challenge that, I'm sure Dino's had chats with Cooper and the board on what he'd like to do. So there's probably has been chats had behind, uh, behind the scenes because there's no doubt that he's made an impact. And that's what you want from the you lone players. We ideally wanted the loan to buy option, but we didn't get it. But that was certainly certainly the thinking. So to say that we're not going to go in for him doesn't really add up. We would go in for him if he if he's in he's, if he's yeah. Still. I don't I don't think it's an issue. I think the only issue with Hendo would be that we're Premier League. That's it for me. Yeah, um, yeah. And I just want you to respond to Simon. By the way, if you if you're listening on the podcast, we're doing this live so with our members on YouTube. If you want to be part of it. If you just want to subscribe to the channel, it's youtube.com forward slash at Forest Fan TV. It's the most viewed Forest Fan um, sites on YouTube. So please make sure you're subscribed if you're not. So just a comment from um, one of our, well, he's one of our own, it's Simon Jones. Mm -hmm. And he says, you can't have, uh, you can't have both though, and fighting it out is so bad for keepers. They'll be scared to make mistakes. Ben Foster was saying you need an established first choice and an established second choice. Do you agree with what Sai's saying? No, now? no, I don't. No, I don't. I don't think competition for places is ever bad. And if a goalkeeper's trying to make a mistake, bin him. He has competition for places. You know, I, all over the pitch, why should goalkeeper be different? How do you feel about that one, Dino? I do agree with Sai there, because I think for the the most important area of the pitch for consistency is the defence and the defensive unit includes the goalkeeper. Mm. Mm. So we've seen it in times where we've got a shaky goalkeeper at the back and then the defence get all nervous and they're, they're making clearances when they would be bringing it out normally. Um, yep. So I, I think definitely a number one with an understudy or an older older keeper. I disagree. Then what, happens I when agree that, that. then what happens when that number one gets injured? You've got to exactly. bring a good second keeper, not the second keeper that we've got. Yeah, but then but, if but it's got like to be the sage thing, hasn't it? It's either somebody at the end of the career mm. who's still good. Don't talk about Navas because the, you know the end of the story is Henderson. I love him to death, but he is not our keeper, and we don't have any rights over him. So we've got to look after ourselves. 
or a younger player coming up that's got the potential. There's nothing wrong with that. Play him in the cups, etc., etc. I think he's got to. I think he helps the defense to have a regular number one behind. No, I was talking about this season. I was talking about this. Anyway, any season, any season. So So who the effing are you going to bring in then? You've got to bring in a young keeper that's no good, so he's number two and he knows he is, or you bring in a good goalkeeper and get rid of Endo then. Is that what we're saying? That don't make sense no, to me. We're saying we're saying we've milked goalkeepers to death now. Let's let the crowd one decide. Last, one last very quick remark then about. Um, I agree hundred percent. Normally, when a player's injured, he will go back to his parent club. However, I think that Steve Cooper would rather keep Hendo in the group and carry on that that bonding. And I yeah. think Hendo would certainly rather be here than going back to Manchester United. Understanding it, but it's hundred grand a week. You know, it's a hundred grand. Do if it's serious enough, then they surely they cut the loan short. But I'm not saying that it is that serious. But yeah, I don't, don't know what happens when you send a player back. Do you stop paying his wages? I think if yes, he, if we got Bardi. Yeah. Look what we did with Bardi. I think if that, injury that cuts crazy. the season short. So, so what's to say that Forest haven't got an agreement with Man United that they that he's injured, so they pay his wages, but we keep him and go through his rehabilitation because Man United don't want him back. He doesn't want to go back. So maybe they would say, see, we don't know these things. People make That's not our problem. Yeah, I know. But all I'm saying is, what I'm trying to say is, it doesn't mean he's got a, a, a short-term injury because he's not gone back. It doesn't mean he's got a long-term injury. You know what I mean? You just don't know. No, you don't um, know. But you would have thought, more often than not, when it's a, a long-term injury, you do get sent back. So we'll find out. I guess we'll all find right, out. Let's finish it with this week. last question then from Simon. Again, Simon's very passionate about this one. Okay, mm. Wolverine and Ant, name one top side with keepers in competitions. Well, all right, then. You have a shit keeper as a reserve, then. That makes a load of sense. You keep it out for three months, and you've got a shit keeper to, to, to play there, have you? That's really sensible, that <laughs> He is. didn't say shit keeper, did he? He did. He did. He said, "Yeah, no, number one." He never said shitkeeper. Nobody said shitkeeper other than the, you. The big club he said is a number two keeper. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna go into we'll end chaos. It, yeah. Okay, we're going. I think Chelsea is a perfect example. Look at them, Mendy and uh, Kepa. Now Kepa's in. Mendy's going to be gone. We, we can't hold okay, on. Okay. Well, how about how about I please as I disappoint Dino and I disappoint mm. Ant. Mm. Um, our very own Lemmy has just put up there. Kaylor Navas has made his choice. He wants Nottingham Forest. He refused on Nasser. We must now agree financials with Nottingham. He's in Paris. He's almost receiving a million a month. He wants to come to Forest. Mm. Of course he does. Because we're the only ones that are stupid enough to pay it. (laughs) (laughs) The ultimate aim is that we get a better backup goalkeeper. And Navas is better than um, uh, Hennessy. And, All right, let, let's be done with keepers. Recently, let's be you? done with keepers. Let's yeah, be done with keepers, right? Yeah. Because God, I right, in a right back position. Yeah, <laughs> let's move just one step forward in sense facts now. Okay, yeah. so we, we've covered the goals. We've covered keepers to death. I want to talk about some of the positives about yesterday. And I want to talk about, I want to start with Danilo because I've been nothing but impressed with that kid since the moment he's arrived in. He, for me, the most impressive thing for me is the way he's settled in without the language stuff there's always the excuse of language a young kid coming to a new country and what have you with him straight in after what four or five days um of training into the bournemouth match i thought he was brilliant there 
But yesterday, I felt he was running a big portion of that midfield in the first half. Um, Ez, have you, what your initial thoughts been on Danilo and what he's done? Most of it is, like I say, <laughs> I'm one of the ones that didn't really watch a game, but based on the comments that I've seen from our fans um, and from the clips that I've seen, he looked really comfortable. He didn't look out of place playing against the Premier League team. He seemed, I saw the, obviously the goal that was disallowed and his part in the setup, fantastic. He, from all accounts, he had a great game he, um, and probably um, probably right not to give him much long because he is just fresh straight into the team as well. So he probably doesn't, can't, doesn't need to do 90 minutes right now, especially in that game yesterday. I don't think once it's 2-0 down, we're really going to get back into it. But impressed from everything I've seen and heard, um, and he's definitely got a bright future from the little cameo roles I've seen of him so far. But I'm hoping you guys can add All a right, bit well, Dina, I'm going to jump to you then, because as a fellow proper Forest fan, you saw the game yesterday. Were you impressed to start with him? I don't know, maybe you weren't, but what did you think of Danilo? Well, he did make a few mistakes. He did make a few mistakes, which yeah. seemed to go unnoticed on the player rating yesterday. But I think Sorry. he made mistakes. I think he made well, mistakes. In my defence, I mentioned he had a couple of shinny touch. Yeah. It was the second yeah, yeah, yeah. half, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But to be fair, the, the scores were still warranted because the mistakes he made, because he had he was around the ball so much in yeah. defence and attack. Yeah. So the more you're around the ball, you know, the, the probably the less you def- your mistakes show up. Got a great pass on him. Got an amazing engine. Lord only knows why he came off when he did, because he could have ran for 180 minutes. That boy. But it was 21 yeah, so year old. He's really going to be. He's going for six and a half year contract. Wow. Great he's business. Gonna go, he's either going to go to a, a bigger club if we don't make it for a lot of money, or he's going to be a Forest legend. You, one of the things you mentioned in your video that you did on FFTV High Press, by the way, guys, at FFTV High Press, make sure you're following it on Twitter, was talking about his actual positioning, which has been discussed a lot about him being a CDM or a CM. Um, And you alluded to the fact that you feel maybe a bit of the youth in him will be a bit ill-disciplined and he'll end up going forward more than holding were you seeing signs of that yesterday at all? Or do you think he was yeah. quite disciplined? Yeah, 100%. I mean, when Jono should have squared the ball over, there he was, wasn't he? Oh, probably probably where, you know, mm. Surridge should have been. Yeah. yeah. So he, he, he's got the energy. And I did say in that video that I did that everybody was telling me, no, he's a CDM, he's a CDM. Palmeiros fan, he's CDM, he's CDM. And I'm like, look, I've done my research. His positional heat map is up and down the pitch. Yeah. Mm. And... I think it depends on how the team are playing. If we're on the attack, then he'll he'll go free. If if we're if we're up against it, like some periods of the game yesterday, I think he'll be a bit more disciplined. I think he's got the discipline there. But Cooper, I mean, if I was Cooper, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to harness him in that CDM position. He's too talented. Mm. I still think we need a proper CDM. I think okay. I think him and Scarper are midfielders. To be honest, I, I kind of agree with you. I do agree with you. And how do you feel about First. Danilo from what you saw, the limited amount that you saw? Uh, I'm absolutely delighted with him. I think he looks quality. I really do. From the from the little I've seen of him, from the little we've all seen of him, he looks quality. And I'm really excited. I can see him being an absolute star. Um, 
I don't agree with Scarpa being a midfielder. I like him further up, but that's just my preference. Um, but I think, yeah, I think he's going to be a star. I've got no no doubts. I mean, for such a young boy in his first home game in a big match against Manchester United, I think he acquitted himself well. Yeah, he wasn't perfect, but would we expect that? Would that be fair to expect that? I don't think so. I think he's going to be fantastic for us. I, I can't, I'm already looking forward to the Leeds game and seeing him. You know what I mean? I can't wait. Mm. Just uh, the stories are developing as we're live here. There's further development on Navas. It's looking like Navas. Negotiations mm. are underway between all parties to reach a financial agreement by the beginning of next week. Do you think there's a chance that PSG might pay some of his wages? <laughs> no chance. Well... Mm. Well, See, if, we, if you're paying 250 grand a week for a keeper... You don't want to get rid of him at 36, are you? I agree with that, and I think they will pay some of his wages. Yeah, I hope so, because... I really do. Yeah, because I can't see us paying 250 grand a week to a, to a reserve keeper, which he will be when Endo comes back. I, I, it doesn't make sense. It's crazy. Okay, uh, let's move on then and carry on with our discussion. Um, as in terms of the formation, I want to touch on the formation. It was quite a four-two-three-one yesterday, which mm. I really liked. Um, but a lot of people have been saying today that just exposed us. There was many, many gaps in our own half. Organization was a little yeah. off. Man, you were hitting us on the counter attacks. Do you think it was too risky a formation to try out or what were your thoughts on the on the formation yesterday it did turn into a diamond in some aspects mm. but the way it was set up was really Danilo and Freuler sitting yep. as the two and then the three with the one up front in Surridge how did you feel it went well that's what we've been asking for but it doesn't work without pacey centre-backs and if, and also leaving them exposed by bombing up your um your fullbacks are bombing up with wings as well. That just didn't work from from that point of view. But it's a shape I want to see, and ideally, I don't know. Froyler seems to be ghosting through games is one thing, but disappearing and altogether is another thing. I'm not seeing. I think he had another poor, poor game yesterday as well, and didn't really help Danilo. But Danilo on his own, I think he could hold the base of that if it was a diamond. It was very fluid. There was a lot of changes from what I heard. What people were saying, Diamond, you're, you're saying uh, 4-2-3-1. Uh, mm -hmm. Ideally, that's the one we want to see. I don't know if it, if it, was, if it worked really, but, but there was spells in that first half where we did have some control of it. And the one-touch passing between those midfielders was fantastic to watch. The goal, sh the goal shouldn't have been offside. From the replay that I've seen, he had... It wasn't, a, it wasn't one of those balls in behind where you have to time it right. He just mm. needed to stay on side. So that was really poor from um, uh, uh, Surridge's point of view. The, do you think the ball was released too late or do you think it was on Surridge? I think it's on Surridge. I think it's on Surridge because he can be he comfortably be a yard on side and still have that shot on target the way he wants to hit it so I've, I'm sorry the blame's on him because it didn't need to be anywhere near that tight he didn't need to be anywhere near that tight um, so yeah I'm, I'm putting the blame on him because the move was so fluid uh, I think he timed it right he could have got he could have gone right to Johnson but he, he I think he picked the right ball out the problem was Surridge's positioning um, so he's at blame for that but the, it was fluid play leading up to it there's times 
on the clips that I saw that we did look very good with those midfielders passing the ball around. So a bit more of that in the right games. I'd like to see that against Leeds at home. I just don't think um, it was right for the game yesterday because we left ourselves uh, exposed down the wings. Yeah, and you were nodding away there about the Surridge point. You've got it on him as well to hold his run. Yeah, yeah, absolutely no doubt about that. It was very, very poor. The finish was excellent, but to be offside from there, he had no excuse. He was out out Mm. wide, he was looking across, he has no excuse at all. But going going back, if I can, to the formation. Yeah. Yeah, I like the four-two-three-one formation, but as I've said previously, I like to see it played against maybe weaker opposition at the city ground. I think yesterday we would have really benefited by having Ryan Yates in that side. I think he would have got into that midfield far more than our midfield did, and that was pretty much where we lost it. So, who would you have replaced him for? Um, uh, I'd have to well. I feel bad saying it, but it'd have to be Froilo in this instance. Mm. Um, Dino, I, will, I know you've got opinions on Froiler. I want I want to give you the floor on Froiler for a minute. You've looked at him. He's someone you compared to against Danilo in your video. Yeah. Mm. Have we been too gentle on Froiler? We've all backed him. But is there now a stage where the questions need to be asked? And guys in the chat. Um, who are watching live? Let us know what you're thinking about Froiler. I'm going to give you the honest truth now, and mm. some people aren't going to like it, but I appreciate what Froiler does because I, you know, I do watch him closely, and when you watch him closely, he, he does quite a bit of work, but he doesn't never do anything special. When I watched him in the World Cup, everybody's raving about him. I watched all of his games in the World Cup, and I had a different opinion about him. I thought he's quite lazy. He's quite a lazy player, I think. You know, we've now got players like Scarper that's up and down. We've got Danilo now. We've got Yates that will just run till he drops dead. And I think Freuler's quite a lazy player. He won't really venture. Apparently, he was going to go a bit more forward yesterday. That's why Danilo started in that position at CDM. Mm. Did we see any? Not a lot. And it, how many times are we going to go by now? And he's not He's not getting... I mean, we gave him one of the man of the matches early season, didn't we, if you remember? Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. remember who it was against, but he doesn't shine enough for me. He's just Mr. Invisible. He's the people call him the ghost, don't they, rather than mm-hmm. the conductor. And I, I'm, I'm actually turning a bit on Freud a, a little bit with my opinion. He just, he needs to do more. You know, he's, he was Atalanta captain. So he's yeah. captain. Yeah, he's not conducted anything. That's the they call him the conductor. Mm. He's not conducted anything for me. He's not been the person spraying balls all over. He's he's actually been busier doing little tackles. I would I'd be I'd be keen to know what the chat think of him right now, as of the last month, two months. Well, do you think, feel he's been overused, Dino? Yeah. As James is saying here, is, is he in need of a rest? Because he had yes. a, he had a longish World Cup. They got into the knockout stages. Maybe didn't yeah, they? okay, the World Cup, yeah. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not being funny. I, I shouldn't be commenting on that. It should be all the people that are paid at Forest that analyse mm. all this data mm. that should be making that decision. Far far better qualified than we are at it. Mm. But they're still playing him. I don't know whether that's because injuries. Well, is it because we've got Mangala, we've got O'Brien on the bench that aren't getting a full look in? Uh, well, I don't know, got, um, O'Brien looked okay when he came on. 
Yeah, he did. Yeah, he didn't look yeah. like the Blackpool O'Brien, he's, which he's is getting consistent, isn't he? But yeah. he's not really getting a run. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. I think if, interesting thing is, sorry, um, if the interesting thing is that if O'Brien would have been given a similar time than Freuler, how do you think that would have panned out? That's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Ez, would you consider Freuler dropping and maybe O'Brien coming in or Yates what? or whatever? I'd, to pair alongside Danilo, probably, I'd like to see him with Mangala. I think they're both busy players. Um, Freuler's, Freuler, yeah, he looks disinterested. The last few games, he just looks disinterested and his his passing looks lazy. Um, even yesterday, that, that poor attempt at trying to get the ball off Rashford is pathetic. You know, it's, it's a disinterest, disinterested play. And James is probably right in the comments to say that he probably needs a rest. And But again, Dino is right. They should be seeing that. If that is the case, then they, the people behind the scenes should be noticing that and, and uh, taking action. But if I'm going to drop him and pair somebody with Danilo, I'm going to try him with Mangala first. And maybe Yatesy when he's fully fit, but uh, probably does need a little bit of time out out of the team. Was Mangala on uh, in the squad at all yesterday? Yeah, he was on the bench. He was on the bench. Did he didn't come on though, did he? No, no. So um, yeah, probably I would have played Mangala instead of Froyler yesterday and seen how that worked. And maybe going forward, give that uh, give that a shot. Mangala can play in the two. He played it well with O'Brien. With somebody more dynamic like Danilo, I think it would work well. I'd like to see it tried anyway. But again, if you're going to play two in the midfield holding positions, you've got to have faster centre-backs. And uh, it's just not working. But again, going back to my comment about trying against weaker teams that aren't alluded to, I would see, I'd like to see it tried against, um, against Leeds at home. I don't know what he's going to do for next week. I don't know if he's going to play a really weakened team or he's going to have a play around with the formations. But take it as a practice game. You know, yeah, you've got to get friendly. something out. You've got to get something out of that game next week. You know, even though uh, none of us can really see us getting back into the tie, and I think at this stage we're not that that fussed anymore. But he's got to make use of that game. It's a competitive game. He's got to make use of it in some some sort of way with, with yeah. trying out formations or something. Yeah. Can we um, um, can we ask the chat, Wolverine, it, it, what what they'd play in the return leg at Man U, mm-hmm. whether they play a second team or a strong team? Yeah. Well, you've just asked them, so I'm sure they'll. You, you just to you me. just never know. An early goal, but we're terrible away, yeah. so the likelihood well, is. What would you do? Dean, yeah, Dean, don't not with the early goal. We're not going to win. All right. <laughs> don't even don't even early goal it. <laughs> what would I do or what don't do? Well, we'll go to Ant, then I'll see what you'd do. Uh, no, I was going. I was no, I was going to say. It occurred to me with the with Freuler with the uh, the Rashford. Can you imagine Yatesy doing that? Yatesy would have been through him. Mm. He'd have been through him. He, he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have got that easy run through against Yates. I can tell you that now. Am I right I mean, in saying not a single player picked up a booking yesterday? I think you yeah. are right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. There weren't many fouls, were there either? No, it was a very. Hands off, kind of. Very the similar only, to the game at Old Trafford. Very. The only off. real and Yatesy battle. played in that game. Sorry, I just want to go back on a comment somebody said about Yatesy. But Yatesy played in that game at Old Trafford, and he didn't lay a finger on their midfield. So um, mm. I'm not convinced that the Yatesy would have made a. I mean, I mean shit. That means shit. I've seen teams lose lose a game five nil and play the same team fortnight later and win five nil. It means shit. What what they did in previous games. Just just on that point about laying a glove on them. The only physical battle I saw. 
where there was contact was between Jono and Malasia. They were just hugging yeah. the whole match, it seemed. <laughs> they just like they were just getting separated. It was like a boxing match where they were just holding the ref coming in and separating them. Outside of that, I felt like Morgan Gibbs-White dominated Casemiro, the so-called best CDM in the world, apparently, according to those Plastic Man U fans. Uh, I thought Morgan Gibbs-White absolutely dominated him. And I love him. And I think he's mm. going from strength to strength. And the thing I'm seeing with MG Dub is, and we're going off on a tangent here, but just very quick, we've got to, we've got to pay homage to him. He's now growing in confidence where he's picking up the ball and he's running at defenders. But if you notice, he's also built up a bit of street cred where the defenders are now backing off him because they've seen what he's doing when he's running with the ball. I just think if he can get the end product in terms of his finishing a bit more on point, he's had a couple of chances. I remember the one against Bournemouth. He had a couple last night. Once he sharpens up that finishing, we got a hell of a player on our hands here, haven't we? Um, don't know if anyone wants to chuck in. Yeah, now I'll, I'll jump in on that one. I heard a comment about what would he be worth now after what we've seen from him already mm. this season, and I think he's a bargain so far. I think he's a type of player that even in the season's time will be going for 60, 70 million upwards. I think he's a fantastic player, and we're starting to see the best of him. Let's just hope yesterday was a knock and nothing more serious than that. I think Cooper tried to downplay it, but from what I saw of. Uh, MG Dub's reaction when uh, he was coming off, it looked a little bit more serious. And maybe Cooper Cooper is trying to go the opposite way and say, no, that's just him. Um, that's how he would be if he was being substituted. That's how he would react. But I think he's trying to downplay it. I think was, he took a knock to the ankle from what we can gather. But he's got, he doesn't need to be playing in the return leg next Wednesday. So he's got until a week on Sunday, isn't it, when we play Leeds? So he's got a good yeah. 10 days or so to recover from that. And let's hope that's it was just a knock and nothing more serious than that because he's uh, starting to show how vital he is to the way we want to play. And as much as uh, people are saying, well, if he's not fit, then you put uh, Scarper in the number 10 position. There's a difference between them two that... Uh, I love Scarpa, absolutely love Scarpa, but he's a he's a more leisured, casual player. Um, Morgan Gibbs White's just got this burst of energy. That you say he's, he's a you say he's a leisurely sort of player. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. He he, he, well, he must runs have seen a lot. Yeah, I've not seen his kilometers per ninety, but he runs mm. a lot and he do, he gets back a lot on tackles. I think mm. the thing is, as I think he makes it look easy mm. because oh, yeah. if you ever watch him close up. He will literally the ball's coming to him, and he'll look, look, look like like the De Bruyne's do. They mm. just look around, look around, and then he's. It, that's why his passing's yeah. so good because he's, he's assessed. I think you did a video on it, didn't you? Wolverine? I did, yeah, yeah. A really good video, and he's looking all over. I think he just makes it look easy, which makes him yeah. feel leisurely. Absolutely, his volleys yeah, were great, fun. by the way. I love that. Technique. Yeah, that side foot volley, fantastic effort. It's uh, the the point. I think Dino, you're spot, and I agree with you. I disagree with Ez. Mm. There's he's got a certain element to him. It's almost a Dan like. Now I'm not putting him up as a Dan's level. So Dan's my all time favorite. Yeah, he's better, better than Dan. He's better than Zidane. No, I, I yeah. even I won't go that far. Yeah. No. Quite a lot, but, quite a, quite a considerable amount better than him as well. It's you're just trying to wind me up now. I know you. But what I'm saying here is there's a certain level of player where they can make it look like they've got 10 yards of space around mm. them all the time. 
And the video you're talking about, Dino, is where I've freeze-framed it and you see him doing things that other players don't do where the ball's in motion to him and he's he's looking around, taking a mental picture of where everyone is mm. and already fit. He's like a chess player. He's working two, three moves ahead of himself. Mm. And that's why, yeah, I get what you're saying is he may look like a bit of a luxury, lazy player, but when you slow him down and you, you have to slow it down to see mm -hmm. how he's working, he's just out of this world. Yeah, no, I agree that he's got all those qualities and that's what makes it, him look more leisurely because he's got that time on the ball that the top, top quality players have. The difference I'm saying with MG Dub is that he has got that burst of speed that on the, on the last few occasions, in, and certainly in our league games, has made the difference. Has got us goals where, especially that second goal against uh, Leicester, that was all down to Gibbs White's speed, speed of thought, speed of uh, play, and getting into that position and creating, creating that chance. So, just from that point of view, I'm saying we'd miss that. I'm um, not saying Scarpa couldn't do the number ten, well, of course he can, but it just it'll be a very different role, different type of player in that role. But I think they're yeah. both fantastic players. But I just don't want to. Just hope it's just a knock and it's nothing more serious. Than I, that. Yeah, yeah just, just yeah, just a quick word on the knock. I hope I'm not, you know totally wrong here but when he walked off the pitch he didn't he, he didn't even seem to, to say it was an ankle injury he didn't even seem to be hobbling he just seemed to mm. walk off yeah. and yeah he did put his shirt above his head now but he was also wiping the sweat off with it so i think yeah, he was just yeah. disappointed that it was cut yeah. off and that's mm. what cooper said he says he's always like that. he's disappointed he wants to play every minute and he's disappointed to come off you just never know do you i'm going purely on like hope but mm. he, he definitely didn't seem to be hobbling when he came off he, he but, seemed Okay. That was the only thing that threw me, but the way he looked up at the sky and he pulled a shirt over his head, that was... Yeah, the, the yeah but maybe he's disappointed the fact that I think we were 2-0 down at the time. Maybe he's disappointed mm. at that as well, you know, it's like... Oh, I don't know. He's seen us 2-0 down plenty of times this season, so I don't think <laughs> <that>. I'm more. <laughs> and just, just quickly on this um, Scarpa and MG Dub thing, there's a few interesting comments coming in where they're saying MG Dub is explosive. He's the one who's driving explosive. us forward. Word, yeah, that was the word. Yeah. And um, yeah, Simon's saying, is this a Scarpa loving? Kind of is, mate. But um, always, can you always. see can you see potentially in the second leg that we'll all assume here that MG Dub's going to be rested? Mm. Scarpinia can play that number 10 and he can play it beautifully. But do you expect he has that explosive drive in him that MG Dub seems to be having right now onto the team? And he's almost a catalyst for the attack going forward. I, I think, he, yeah, I think he has got that. I've I've seen him do that. I think he has got he can that. Do it. Yeah, and also there's more than one way to skin a cat, isn't there? So mm. you know, there's different styles of number ten. There's different styles mm. of number eight. You know, and I mm. think that he's not the same as MGW, but he can be as effective as MGW. Yeah, MGW. and, and so, he, he he can run the game in a totally different way. And you can imagine if he was playing that number ten role and uh, MG Dub's not in the squad, he's taking all the free kicks, all the corners, and he's really he wants to he wants to be uh, the, the main man. Um, and, that, and, that, and, that, and that volley! Oh, oh God. God! He had another one in the second half as well. I don't. I, I can't honestly. I'm not. I'm not just you know exaggerating it. I don't think, but no, I, not, can't, I can't. I can't. I can't recall a volley, a side foot volley like that at that mm. height with that accuracy. Yeah. I, I can't recall another play. If that had gone in, mate, I, I would have yeah. lost it. I would have absolutely <laughs> lost it, mate. Because it was almost preempted as well, wasn't it? Because he, he, obviously, he knew what he was going to do. But yeah, yeah I haven't yeah. seen many pictures well, of track twice, ball like that. He actually did it twice. He did it again. Mm, yeah, second half. He got well. blocked yeah. on the second yeah. one, yeah. It wasn't a fluke, you know. No, he's obviously practiced. Yeah. 
practices that one. All right, all right. Let, let, let's let's chill on the fanboy stuff. Dino, oh, coming back to the on. team for Hold um. On. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it was Forest Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something about skinning cats. I've got the Cats Protection League on the phone. <laughs> there. Not again. <laughs> again. I've not. I've not heard that term for a long time, man. <laughs> More than one way to skin a cat. Who, who has ever skinned a cat that you know? Well, who's ever killed two birds <laughs> with one stone? You know, it's, it's some, it's a... I've done it in more than one way as well. <laughs> Dino, yeah. uh, just bringing up what Nathan's saying here in the chat, and I want to go back to what we do in the second leg of Man U. He's mm. saying play the same side that played against Blackpool. Would you? Ooh. I'm torn. I am torn because... You feel sorry for the, the away fan, the, the Forest fans that travel away because mm. um, they're expected to see a fight. And we're in a semi-final, for God's sake, and you're expecting to see a fight. This team's come back from three now. I know, we've not, I know we don't score many away, but that's got to change at some point. But yeah, we have to think primarily Premier League. Premier League survival is critical. If we went down, even with the parachute payments, we'd lose so many of those wonderful players that our amazing scouting teams found. It would just be picked off and we'd be back to square one. So I think I'm on the side of play a weaker team, but not desperately weak. I mean, we've got, you know, the Mangalas of this world that, have, you know, they were on the bench coming back. Mm. That's a game I'd probably play Warrell in if I want to bring Bolly back against Leeds. I, I just sense in your voice, Dino, that you feel something might happen next week. Are you quietly confident of a result next week? You never know. I just, I don't know you why. Never I, know. I just, it just sounds, is it just me getting that impression from no, you? Guys no, I've thought it all day. I've thought, and I, and I know I'm going to be eating my words <laughs> <laughs> next Thursday, the day after, but no, I, I just, you never know. I've seen some amazing comebacks and we've got a talented side. Haven't we in places? So mm. what? So what do you think that means in terms of a team that he'll play? Then is he gonna go play a stronger? I don't team? know what he'll play. I don't know what he'll play. Mm. But I don't. Th I don't know whether he'll play a half half, four nil at half time. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, four nil after. Yeah, extra, after extra time, that'll do me. Does he go to extra time? No, I don't think he does. Does it? Or is it straight to penalties? Probably, I'll probably go straight to penalties. I've got to say, I agree with what Simon's saying and Nathan is saying. I, I don't care about the second leg. Even if they tonk us 6-0 and he mm. puts out the youth team, as long as we're ready for Leeds. Uh, I'd like us to come away from there with less than four against us. Yeah, what does I it matter? What does it matter? Well, it's just, it's just embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think he wants to go through. I don't think he'd put the Forest fans through that team that played against Blackpool. I don't want to see Cook anywhere near even a bloody mm. uh, League Cup team, mate. Um, so I don't think he'll torture the fans that much. I think it's going to be a mix between uh, a mix of players in there, uh, probably closer to the team that played against um, uh, They might think the job's done. Mm. They might put a weak team out. That's what I'm That's trying to That's a cracking at. point. And I was going to bring that up. We're all talking about what Forrest are going to do. Mm. Yeah. But Dino, on that point, just going to talk on what you just said there. Is there a chance yeah, that Man their attitude, play a weak team I mean, and disrespect us? Fernandez put a thing up, didn't he? A tweet up 
saying like, you know, half a job done, you know, powerful puppet pumping his bicep. The ferret. Um, Oh, he's right. I I, I think think they think it's done. It is. I mean, we, uh, everything that I hear, you know, on the videos that you you did today, it's done. In your head, it's done. But what if they put a weak side out and we don't? They'll thrash. And we go two up. And then they start getting scared and the fans start getting on the back. I know it's all dream stuff, but come on. We're football fans, because we dream. Only thing I hold on to is Ant's fact the other day that we've never lost a semi-final in the League Cup. <laughs> That's the only thing that's keeping me going. <laughs> but um, you know what? Shame, in, it's a shame, actually, because it is a damn good record, isn't it? It is a hell of a record. Um, six, six, and it had six, to be six, the scum that broke. Six, no, no, six semi-finals and six victories, you know. Over two legs. Mm. Uh, Simon Jones, you're very passionate tonight, aren't you? <laughs> or is it argumentative? Yeah, he's, he's on it. We, we should have got him on as a grumpy, it's a grumpy red. young red. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, look, for me, look, there's no one. I, I probably will put myself as the person who hates Man the most in the world. I don't think many can argue too much with me. Mm-hmm. Even I'm saying it's done. Even I'm saying it's done. And I can't stand them. Yeah, the tie's so, done. We, we could possibly it, come out with a draw from that game or even a cheeky 1-0 win, but the tie's game, done. It's a game we could really do without because nobody nobody is interested in it. Yeah. I don't suppose their fans are particularly bothered about it either. Yeah. Just one it would have been better if it was just a one leg, wouldn't it? Yeah. And done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we would complain. Okay. He's put him in, in a predicament now, isn't it? You know, yeah. what, what does he do? It's difficult to choose. It's difficult. And the priority that everyone's agreed is the league and that game. League priority is the league. I don't yeah, but the game against Leeds on Sunday. So, but Ez, it... do you need to take something into that game, a bit of momentum? Because that, is this surely not the problem Cooper's got? If we put a week should... time team out and we get mm. tonked three or four nil or whatever, mm. are we going into Leeds with our heads down? Yeah. Or does he have to put something out there? Maybe we grind out a 1-0 win or a draw or something like that. It gives us a bit of momentum. What, what's the balance here? I think either way we're at risk of um, coming out of that game with a defeat. So I would say just play your formation like you're going to play against Leeds and play a more attacking formation. We're going to lose, we're going to lose. We're already 3-0 down at the halfway stage. Uh, but... He's got to have have his eye on the Leeds game, and, and and I know he'll probably tell you in the press that you know the game's not over, ties not over. But mm. in his head, he's got to be looking ahead to the Leeds game. So if it's a matter of giving some players uh, some minutes that are going to be starting on on the following Sunday, or playing around with a formation that you want to use, then he's got to do that for me. Um, you've got to get something out of that game, whether it's even if it's just trying out your tactics. For the Leeds game, but he's got to get something out of that game. I'm not bothered about result. Game's over. Ties over for me. If it was two nil, if it was two nil, you'd be like, get the first goal, in it. Mm. Uh, I think that's kind of where you are, Dino, with it. Was about three. Yeah, it's just that last goal, wasn't it? It was almost a nail, wasn't it? Mm. That was the final nail. Yeah, and yeah, uh, um, looking at you know, sort of slightly longer term, <laughs> Leeds, maybe putting out a weakened side. It's not such a bad idea because if we do get tonked, it's a different side. You're not putting out your best side and getting tonked, which, which could dent the confidence. You're putting mm. out a side and then think, okay, you lot, you're out. Let's bring in the big boys, you know, the, the proper players. So maybe that that's something to think about. Because mm. mm. no one outside of Forest would even give us a hope. 
for our second leg. So nobody's going to be surprised if we don't win that game. Nobody in Forest is just. I, I, I was going to say, I don't think it's going to be. I'm tired, boys. Come on, I'm tired. Gonna, there's going to be one or two, but uh, yeah, no, the majority yeah. are not going to give us a prayer. Deluded, I think the callers. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right, I think we've, we've covered that up. So I think we've covered everything there. Uh, we will be doing a preview for the Leeds game, so I don't want to go into that now. So I think we'll wrap the episode up there. Uh, I think we've talked about what we were meant to talk about. I don't I know. So. <laughs> we got, we've gone a bit all over the place, so apologies. But hopefully you guys have enjoyed it. Can I ask as well, um, if you're watching on Spotify, on Apple or on Google, just make sure you put a five-star review in there and make sure you're subscribed and following the podcasts we'll keep them as regular as possible but if you want the daily content the fff the fftv high press stuff all the transfer gossip make sure you're following us on youtube it's youtube.com at forest fan tv thank you so much for listening and uh we will catch you on the next podcast and come on you reds you Cheers, reds guys.